Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. My name is Clayton Croker, coming to you from Saskatoon. Justin Anderson, also coming to you from Saskatoon. Patrick Marsh, coming to you from God knows where. Um, <laughs> uh, just kidding, Nova Scotia. Um, I got I said this season I'd be a lot easier on the Maritimers as well. I think that was the first Maritime chirp I've had this season. Yeah, you're right. You've actually been really nice. Season one, I was all over the Maritimers. Season two, I'm a changed man. Uh, we're not talking baseball. I know that's weird because our podcast is called Bat Flips and Maple Dips, but uh, today we're talking movies, our top five movies. We've had uh, music episodes on Bat Flips and Maple Dips before. We've had uh, hockey episodes on Bat Flips and Maple Dips before. We're doing movies, our so top should... five with some honorable mentions. What are you giggling we about over there? We should do a musical episode. <laughs> Not a musical episode, a music episode. Welcome to Bat Flips and Maple Dips. I would quit. Whoa. I would fucking quit. I would walk out. If No, I'm tempted to just walk out right now. Oh, I'll see myself. Never out. do that again. You know what? You just lost microphone privileges for the next two minutes. going to yell really loud. No, it's too bad, Cut buddy. Cut it. Cut it off. Too bad, buddy. Um, top five <laughs> movies. Um, again, thanks for listening to us on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher. Uh, thanks for following us on the socials. Tell us what your favorite mo- favorite movies are. Maybe we'll talk about them next week as well. Uh, Patrick, you'll bat lead off here. You'll be Devon White. Um, hmm. Who Wait. Top five here with some honorable mentions. Where are you going? And with a little bit of explanation as, as to why as well. Well, I thought it would be interesting if we actually did this where we did like a countdown. So we'll start at number five. Everybody's number five and then everybody's number four. Just to kind of add dramatic tension. Yep, just uh, steal my thunder, and that's cool. That's, that's <laughs> totally fun. No, it's your world, man. Your world. We're, we're just, just living, we're just in, living it. in it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, I know I have zero experience in radio, but I thought I would try to make it exciting. No, yeah, my of... idea was not exciting and shitty. You're right. Yeah, we're going to do it this way. Here we go. All we right, so uh, we'll start with uh, number five for me is the movie Seven, uh, 1995 thriller classic directed by david fincher one of my favorite directors he also directed zodiac uh, as well as the 2017 masterpiece miniseries on netflix mindhunter which recently just came back with a second season uh, but seven was a smash hit in 1995 obviously we were all way too young to see that movie um, but if you go back now, it is just an absolute classic uh, movie. It's based around the idea of uh, two detectives played by Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. It's a weird combo you never thought you'd see on film. Uh, they're hmm. investigating a series of murders inspired by the seven deadly sins. Uh, do you, have you guys seen this movie, and what did you think of it? I've never seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it either, no. Holy shit. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that about does it this week for Bad Flips yep. and Maple Dips. All right, good talk. Let's wrap yeah. this up. Yeah. Uh, wow, I'm shocked because, honestly, uh, Seven is one of the most popular movies I've ever heard of. And maybe it's a Prairies thing. I don't know. Maybe Big Potash. Um, they, they don't like to promote movies that are in any way subversive or, or filled with uh, – with horror and violence and things like that. And that's well, why you guys have never heard of it. Maybe you're just used to watching The Sound of Music or 
I don't know what do prairie people like to do. Watch we get movies. Reruns. We get movies a little later out here. So Big Daddy is actually in theaters right now in Saskatchewan. <laughs> We're a little behind. I, I, I heard else. that Norbit's coming next yeah, week. Yeah, Norbit is coming. Yeah, Shrek Two hitting theaters in a couple of weeks as really? well. Yeah, wow. yeah little Rainbow Cinemas, Toonie Tuesday. Can't wait. I didn't know there was a Shrek Two. You didn't know there's a Shrek fucking two. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, I'm man. Playing... First the singing, and then you're joking I'm playing, about Shrek two. I'm playing along with the with the, Thin with ice, the joke. Pal. I'm playing along with your thing. Thin you're, ice. I, I, I thought we were riffing. Don't joke. <laughs> don't joke about Shrek two. Don't joke about a masterpiece like oh, Shrek God. two. Okay. Uh, what's your number five, Justin? Um, my number five's got to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller is who I wanted to be when I was in high school. He was like <laughs> That's the... your role model. Eh? Yeah, he was a cool kid. Wow. He was a badass. Yeah. I, I, you could just like roll it backwards to take yeah. the miles off the odometer, right? Yeah, super good friend, just guilting his buddy to do all these <laughs> bad things. Yeah, bud, steal your yeah, dad's super expensive good, car. Yeah, but he pulled Come a good, but he pulled a good, a good phone prank on his principal, and yeah, it's great. I loved it. It's okay. just a classic movie. I love that movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is great. Yeah, it just like steals the show at the parade. Dun 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 dun. Steals dun, the show. Dun, dun, dun. The whole show is. is dun, 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 dun. It's just fair. It's Ferris Bueller's for we're just dun, 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 Swing Bada. Yeah, that's good. Dun, the Cubbies game. His, yeah. little doll, his little doll that he makes too. Yeah. Like sleeping. Yeah. Michael Scott tries to copy it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ferris Bueller's. Yeah, that's good. I, I almost put it in my honorable mentions. I do like it, but God, there's just so many. Uh, yeah. For me, Training Day number five. Mm. Training Day is the tits. It is such a good movie. Yeah. Where's the office? You're in it. And then still Dre just starts up and the hydraulics go and oh man I don't know something about Tra- Denzel Washington in Training Day is just such a gangster he's such a bad guy and such a crooked cop but man is he a gangster and then Ethan Hawke turns into that gangster at the end of the movie yeah I love seeing just how pissed off he gets and just how good of a cop he is how oh, that's good just was Ethan Hawke like in his prime yeah and there's so many turns in that movie too like you think he's gonna get caught then nope he gets away and then he's back and I know Training Day you guys have seen Training Day obviously. oh yeah yeah I always forget yeah. about Ethan Hawke he's one of those guys you kind of just like forget about in plays yeah but he had some great movies no man he's had really Gattaca. good movies yeah Gattaca was yeah Gattaca awesome. was really good we watched that in school I remember yeah yeah Patrick he you're was up. also uh, Hawk was also in that movie Boyhood, which was very, very good. Oh, yeah. It was filmed over 12 years. How about Dead Poet Society? Dead Poet Dead Society po- was very oh, good. Man, it was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Man, we should do an Ethan Hawk retrospective <laughs> episode Hawk, of deep that. Dive. That would, I think that would get a lot of, a lot of revenue for us, a lot of listens. Yeah, perhaps. Number four, Patrick, you're up. Uh, number four for me is a movie that I guarantee you guys have never seen. Uh, it is a 1977 horror classic by Dario Argento. You yes. can run from it, you can hide from it, but you will never escape Suspiria. This is the definitive Italian horror film. Uh, yes, it's a foreign film. Suck my ass. Uh, I really like it. It's very colorful visually speaking it's it shocks you there's some really fucked up death scenes in this movie if you've never seen suspiria i don't want to spoil anything about it you got to go into it completely cold you can't know anything it will blow you away It, it has the best soundtrack of any horror film ever made uh, the soundtrack was specially made by a band called Goblin, uh, who actually has a reputation for making excellent soundtracks. Spooky. Uh, honestly, Suspiria, it's not as scary 
as movies like The Exorcist or stuff that really like attacks your mind, but uh, it is wildly entertaining. And because it's a foreign film, there are weird European mannerisms that really don't translate well. So it's kind of like an awkward, I don't know how to explain it. It's awkwardly delightful. Um, but yeah, so Dario like Argento, mm-hmm. that's, that's his masterpiece. Sure. Yeah. Have, have you heard of that movie before? Not even once. No. I, it sounds like a Rihanna song. Suspiria. <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> it sure does. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Number four, Justin. Um, got to go with, uh, a comedy classic from the early 2000s of Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Mm. Uh, I recently just watched this with my girlfriend because she'd never seen it before. So we watched Anchorman, and yeah, it's still great. <laughs> it is great. I think I've just seen it too many times that it's kind of ruined it's, it's for me. It's one of those movies that, yeah, I've seen it a lot. I can quote it like start to finish, and I kind of feel bad when I watch it with somebody who hasn't seen it before because I just want to do that the whole time. Yeah. Like all the all the punchlines, you just yeah. want to say it with them. Panda watch. Yeah, Panda like, watch. They're just doing all that stuff. Oh, man. Get out here. You're making me look yeah, bad. He jumps in the bear den. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> and this, oh, to yeah. the bear pit. God, is that good? Mm, I, just, back. I just burnt my tongue. <laughs> Carell is gold in that movie. Just his little one-liners oh, that he throws out there all the time. Uh, where would you put Ron Burgundy on Will Ferrell movies? Number you, one. Is that the number one? It's got to be number one. Patrick, is that the number one Will Ferrell movie? Um, well, it is obviously for Justin, mm-hmm. but um, honestly, I always thought Old School was so fucking funny. Old School is good. Old School is great, too. Um, honestly... It, this might be blasphemous for me to say, but I didn't really enjoy Anchorman that much. And I thought the best part of Anchorman uh, was his supporting cast with like David Koechner, Paul Rudd, and Steve Carell. They were chewing up the scenery. It was just th- – those guys were very Don't funny. forget about Wes Mantooth. Wes Mantooth. <laughs> I hate you, you leave Ron Dorothy Burgundy. Mantooth out of this. She's a saint. God damn do I respect you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the fight, the fight scene is pretty epic. But I mean, I don't know, like. Brick killed Martha Trident. Where'd you get that suit? The <laughs> toilet store. Like we could sit here and quote Anchorman all day, all yeah, day. Yeah, it's maybe it's one of those things where I have seen it too many times, and it just the the funny beats just don't hit as hard as they used to. Out of all those movies that were made by that group, I still think the Forty Year Old Virgin is the best. Um, but you know, kudos to Will Ferrell. Um, I don't think he's put out anything good in the last 10 years, but um, that run from about 2002 to 2009 or whenever Elf came out, he was just fucking mashing home runs. Mm-hmm. It was sick. Uh, for me, number four is a movie called Spotlight. Um, Michael Keaton's in it. Rachel McAdams is in it. Uh, Ruffalo's in it. Uh, it's about the Boston movie. Globe taking down the uh, Catholic Church in Boston. Huge movie. Oh, man, was that good. Like, I'm a media guy, so just, like, the scenes where they're actually at the Boston Globe building mm-hmm. and seeing them walk through, like, the their own library and the clips department and the writer bullpen and stuff like that, it's just so interesting. Plus, Michael Keaton is a boss in that Michael movie. Michael Keaton's great. Michael Keaton's great at playing, like, the quiet boss guy yeah the quiet guy that gets stuff done who stands up for all of his his employees michael keaton is so good at that role and he's so good in that movie and uh who's the editor guy that comes in from miami and takes over i forget that actor's name 
Liev Schreiber. Yeah, he's so good in that show, too. And just the fact that it's Boston and, like, you don't go after the church in Boston. It's an <laughs> Irish town. Yeah. And then they do, and all the people come. It's just, oh, is it such a good story how everything it's unfolds? It's a watch that it gets. It's been a long time. Oh, I while. watched it two weeks ago. I've seen that movie, like, 20 times, probably. And I I, I yeah, just like it more and more every time. It's only four years old. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, that's my number four. Let's get to the top three. Patrick? For me, number three is the best Star Wars film that's ever been made to date, uh, probably ever. Episode uh, one. 1980s <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. It is a masterpiece of a film. Nobody gets what they want at the end of this movie. Everybody's mad. Luke loses his hand. Leia loses Han. Han freezes. Chewie loses Han. C-3PO's blown to shit. Um, Lando Calrissian betrays them. Um, actually, the only guy who gets what he wants out of the whole movie is Boba Fett. <laughs> he gets on Solo frozen. <laughs> and his uh, money. Va- Vader doesn't get Luke. He chops off his hand, but then he's like, I'm coming for you. Uh, the Emperor is pissed off because they don't get Luke. Um, the rebels are in shambles. Uh, the empire was unable to put the killing blow on, uh, the rebels by killing Han and Leia. They get tricked into going to cloud city. Yoda's stuck on this planet. He's not doing shit anymore. And Obi-Wan is just a ghost. Cause that's all he's got left. They get fucked up on the battle of Hoth. Every, just the film is just a fucking masterpiece of, turning all these good feelings that you had from A New Hope and just shitting all over it. And it's just good, subversive cinema. Yes. I agree. You can't <laughs> say anything bad about that movie. It's No, it's it's the best Star Wars movie of all time. It's not even close, too. Yeah. Not yeah. even close. Not even close. Number three? Number three, Pulp Fiction. I, really? I'm, a, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Um, yeah. I'm mm. very excited for to watch. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, but I may go this weekend since I'm not doing anything else for the long weekend. Heard the start sucks, but it ends hot. I've heard it ends real well, too. Yeah. Um, a huge yeah. fan of, of all of Tarantino's work. I just love the style he does. It's always just like, I don't know, just it's kind of unpredictable. I mean, I mean Paul Fiction has so many weird things in it, like getting robbed in the at the end in the in the diner and yeah. just like then uh the thick oh drug overdoses <laughs> just a weird just movie, a weird in, general. movie in, yeah. in general but i just love it and like, hops all over the and place what's going on with bruce willis's character the whole time <laughs> just hops all over the place that's yeah. what i don't like about tarantino movies like it's just there's no structure and then it all that comes was, together at the end that was what was great about things like django and hateful eight is that they had structure to them mm-hmm. like hateful eight was a bottle episode it all happened in that little mountain hotel like, yeah little yeah, hey, Hateful Eight was really good, yeah. but I Pulp Fiction's definitely his best film. Although I absolutely love the rawness of Reservoir Dogs. That mm. was Tarantino when he was at his like most eager to like whip out the classic tropes of a film. Right, like you when you watch Reservoir Dogs, it feels like it's like a nineteen late nineteen seventies, early eighties exploitation cop and robbers kind of drama thriller well thanks for taking over my number three patrick (laughs) no but i mean like but pulp fiction is like that's his that's his best movie samuel jackson's a bad motherfucker so oh fuck yeah that scene the whole monologue that he gives when they're being robbed english motherfucker do you speak it 
I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. There's so many quotable lines from that movie. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It, anyway. it's, it's, it's also a masterpiece, and I'm actually going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on Friday, mm. and uh, I can't wait to grab a big old bucket of popcorn and watch Tarantino put out another brilliant movie. For me, number three has to be Home Alone. <laughs> I love Home Alone. It's the best part of Christmas. People always talk about Die Hard. Oh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, Die Hard at Christmas. No, Home Alone is the Christmas movie. Home Alone, and again, Elf, yeah, and all those other classic Christmas movies, yeah, I watch them too. But Home Alone is the Christmas movie. Home Alone is awesome. Home Alone... There's just something about McAllister's character and Marvin Harry and John Candy's character, Gus Polinsky, like when he's in the U-Haul van talking about his kid. But well, remember, because yeah. Kevin McAllister's mom is traveling back in that U-Haul and John Candy's there, and he's like, yeah, we left my kid in uh, a funeral home one time for like two days or mm -hmm. something. And he's like, ah, yeah, you know, after a couple days, he started talking again. And, you know, kids are resilient like that, you know? Like, yeah. there's just so many good little memories in that show and, like, just the wipeouts from the Wet Bandits and how funny everyone <laughs> was. I don't know. It's just, yeah, Home Alone, you can't say anything bad about it. I, just, I love that movie. That uh, that whole thing with John Candy in it is kind of a callback to uh, if you've ever seen Planes, Trains, and yeah. Automobiles. Yeah, to a sales yeah, guy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a very clear callback to it, and it's done so tastefully instead of just being a retread that that's my favorite part of that movie. Although I do love watching Joe Pesci and uh, – is it – Jeff Daniels. I just call him Marv. It's not Jeff Daniels, but I he's the actor. I, whenever I see him in something else, I just call him Marv. Yeah, he did. He does. He did the voiceover uh, stuff in uh, the Wonder Years. Mm -hmm. uh, he was like the yeah the kids like Fred Savage's like future voice. He was also in City Slickers, but yeah, those two guys watching them get the shit beat out of each other is fucking wildly hilarious. Mm -hmm. What's your number two? Number two for me is Harrison Ford's best movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know it seems like I'm some sort of like like George Lucas, Steven Spielberg fanboy who wants to just like jerk him off, but no, it's not. Raiders of the Lost Ark is so good. It is so well written and so well shot. It feels exactly like those 1930s and 1940s uh, serial uh, adventure movies, almost like kind of like the sword and sandal movies too. There's a bit of like a an Errol Flynn type of uh, charisma with Indy, but it's just exciting. It also feels a little bit like a comic book, where Indy is kind of like bouncing around between places and trying to escape all these like classic bad guys. I mean, the uh, the Nazis and then his like rival archaeologist uh, Belloc, the movie is just it's exciting and I actually saw it for the first time in theaters two years ago, hmm. um, during the closing of the Oxford Theater here in Halifax, and I totally forgot how much I love that movie and that's why it's number two for me all the time. Harrison Ford is a badass. I am gonna be really sad when he stops making movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, great film. The, all those Indiana Jones movies are great, except for The Crystal Skull. We won't even talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, that doesn't matter. That was the, tr the first three, the trilogy of Indiana Jones is incredible. 
Um, for me, my number two is a movie I just love watching. My sister and I love watching this movie. It's uh, Hot Fuzz, so Seven Peg and <laughs> Nick Frost. Yeah. Um, just like completely ridiculous. Big city London cop gets sent to a small town country, England, and seemingly this innocent town, then people just start getting murdered. And he he's the only one who seems to know that they're getting murdered. Everyone else is just like, oh, they're just accidents. Like somebody trips or somebody gets stabbed in the neck with shears and he's like, oh, they tripped and fell on her yeah. own shears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, pr- it's, it's, oh, it's gold. It's, it's just, funny. It's, it's a long movie. Yeah. But it doesn't feel long. It's just like, there's not really any dead spots and the dead spots are all like, um, like the slow parts are all like big story builders. Mm-hmm. It's just a great yeah. film. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Like comedy gold and just Edgar Wright is a great director. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it once. I've seen hot fuzz way too many times. I have the three disc special edition and mm-hmm. it, it folds out like a police notebook. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's one of those movies that like I loved when I watched it, but for some reason I've never watched it again. Yeah. And I've always like, Oh yeah, I should watch this. And I just never do it. It's just awesome. always put it on the back burner. Yeah. Hot Fuzz Can is I ask great. you a question, Justin, about yeah. Hot Fuzz? Sure. Um, the first time I saw it in theaters, it it blew me away mm-hmm. with how fucking funny, but also how excellent an action film was. Because Shaun of the Dead was not really intended to be an action film. <laughs> and then Edgar Wright really gets to flex uh, some of his muscles that we didn't even know he had in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about that third act? And do you find that the the shock of it has worn off or is it just now it just it's just fucking funny it's just awesome i just i just like the the whole way the plot develops in that movie where it's like oh this what's going to happen in this small town because you know it's right away at the start of the movie that something's going to go down whether or not it's like a a rival town invades there's like some drugs involved or something but no it's just all these townspeople killing each other Mm mm-hmm and this neighborhood watch alliance <laughs> yeah who seems to be like these do-gooders who are actually just killing people who don't conform to their their goals for the town and yeah the whole third act yeah it's just when when he rides back into town on his horse that's a ridiculous yeah. scene yeah check out his horse yeah, like, <laughs> just loaded to the nines just loaded to the nines with guns just pump action shotguns and automatic rifles just it's beautiful mm-hmm. i love the whole thing yeah uh, for me, number two has got to be Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah, um, great movie. It's just, yeah, I don't really need to go into too much because nope. it's one of, it would be number one for me, but there's, like, I'll get to my number one. But number one, I just, I, I just have to put number one. I'm a, side, I'm a big comedy strong guy. Strong You blitz all night. <laughs> you make them remember the night they played the Titans. I don't want them to gain another yard. Like, <laughs> Coach Yost is gold in that movie. And when he takes out... Um, the movie was also responsible for one of the greatest memes of all time, where it was like, uh, girls think Ryan Gosling is cute, but let's not forget that he was a complete liability at corner for the T.C. <laughs> Williams Titans back in 1969. Like, he sucked. And then his dad, Yost! Yost, you don't take him, my boy, Yost! Yost! Like, I could quote that movie all day long. All day it's long. just so good. And pitch and throw the ball a mile. He can't pitch the ball four yards. And just, oh. <laughs> yeah, remember the Titans. Another Denzel one. Denzel's the guy. Yeah, he's great. No, Denzel's just yeah. Anything Denzel is good. Uh, let's get to the number ones though. Drum roll, please. Ooh, that was good. Patrick, you're up. Jurassic Park. Oh. Hmm. I don't. I don't think I need to explain this one at all. It's got dinosaurs. It's got excellent acting. It's Spielberg's best. Uh, shot film. It may uh, have one. Com- it may have a top five of all time soundtrack too. I think it has the best soundtrack of all time. 
if you if you look back at the influence that it had on cinema, yeah, probably the most significant contribution to cinema. It changed the game forever. Oh man! Every Practical time I think, effects. I just think how great Jeff Goldblum is in that yeah. movie. I just hate oh, the mosquito. He, he chews up the yeah. scenery like nobody else, and that's why the sequel uh, was able to be as good as it was was because of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Uh, and and as much as I love jurassic world the one with uh the first one with chris pratt and um bryce dallas howard jurassic park you if you watch it on like in the theater i watched it twice a couple weeks ago in a row Mm. in theaters it is such a masterpiece yeah this is the type of movie that will be studied a hundred years from now people will still be talking about jurassic park and the influence that it had on film Without Jurassic Park, there are no Marvel movies. There is no Matrix. There is no uh, computer uh, graphic advancement the way that uh, there was after Jurassic Park. Uh, there is no dinosaur interest. There is no um, advancement in paleontology the same way there was after the interest in Jurassic Park. Um, it just it had the ripple effect that it had on film itself is everlasting, and it is definitely. Uh, a must-see anytime that uh, it's shown in the flashback film series by Cineplex or uh, anywhere else you can go see it in theaters. It's absolutely, you have to see it before you die in theaters. Cool. Yeah. My number one, we already talked about, The Empire Strikes Back. Um, Star Wars is my favorite film franchise of all time. Huge nerd when it comes to Star Wars. Like We've talked about the Marvel movies a lot on this podcast, how, how Patrick and I love those, but like Star Wars is like, tenfold for me yeah. compared to compared to marvel i have the a new hope movie poster on the wall in my room framed i have nice. a bunch of star wars shirts i have star wars socks that i wear on occasion um i bought some great shirts when i went to disneyland when i went to la back in april and yeah i just i can't get enough star wars i don't really i i'm i'm waiting for disney plus to come out so i can binge the mandalorian in one day oh yeah um, and the obi-wan wait. series now see i could just get all I, I i gotta stop talking about star wars we've already talked about empire strikes back so i don't need to go into detail mm-hmm. about it but it's my number one movie of all time so you guys are gonna be mad but i'm not that big of a star wars guy that's fine i've seen them okay i've seen them but it's just like yeah. you know what like that's i your... like them i enjoy them but i'm not like man i need to go buy some memorabilia. that's your choice Clayton. i need to go buy i'm more of a comedy guy you know yeah. like but th- that's why my number one uh is the other guys um <laughs> probably like a pretty dark horse pick i don't think anyone else's favorite movie is the other guys you think what i'm thinking i aim for the bushes <laughs> like, this movie makes me cackle the opening scene is so oh, ridiculous man, like the opening scene makes the movie how they're like the fucking car goes through the bus and then they start <laughs> driving the bus and then they turn it and it flies in the air like and oh samuel l jackson is so funny there. like after party is gonna be at Butter. Brody Jenna's gonna be there. <laughs> By Lynn, that fat chick from Jersey Shore. <laughs> like, it's cash bar. Like there, yeah. Aim for the bend. They just the jumped bend. twenty stores. Wasn't even an awning. Like <laughs> it's like a dog. And like Farrell and Wahlberg together. Yeah. What what was that dad movie they did? Stepdad or uh, something like that. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Like that wasn't good. No. But Wahlberg and Farrell together in that role was gold. Yeah. They were so 
good together. Like Wahlberg being the, the tough guy. The Prius. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, desk so... pops, wooden guns. Yeah, desk pop. Yeah. Nick when was Cade. your last desk pop? Cade, September so, yeah. 03. <laughs> like, plus two, Michael Keaton. Michael also Keaton. very funny in that movie with the yeah. chase and waterfalls and the TLC references. Yeah. yeah. The other guys, again, the other guys, it's it's random, but whatever. Uh, we got a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Patrick, what were your three honorable mentions? We won't get into it too much, but what were the three Just that almost made the off. cut? Yeah. I'm actually a huge fan of of uh, war films or films that depict war just because I find it interesting. And it's the closest that uh, somebody like myself can get to kind of seeing what that's like. So obviously stuff like Band of Brothers uh, and the Pacific resonate big for me. But in terms of film, Saving Private Ryan is, is still to this day uh, blows my mind with how good it is, especially that opening scene on Omaha Beach. It's mm. just it's horrific and it's just a a reminder uh, of the horrors of war and in that same kind of vein uh i'm a big fan of stanley kubrick and a full metal jacket i think is probably his best movie although i know there i get a lot of pushback for that it just freaks me out the movie is just so surreal and it's just a mind fuck thinking about all the death that they are surrounded by all the time and all the shitty things they have to do to other people mm-hmm. uh, during the war in Vietnam. Uh, my third pick is a little off board. It's a 1956 Western directed by John Ford called the searchers. It stars John Wayne uh, and uh, very young Natalie Wood. And it is just, it's one of those definitive western movies i mean once you see a certain amount of john wayne films they all kind of blend together uh but for me the searchers is kind of cool because it tells a uh, story it's like a family tragedy but then also uh also kind of talks about um or it's a good commentary on how uh the indigenous population was treated the movie uh has not aged well in terms of uh, the violence uh, and uh, directed at the indigenous population and the racism and things like that. It is 100% a product of its time. Um, that's not to excuse the racism, um, but it just kind of gives you a little bit of insight into how, what was popular back in the 50s. And it is a really good story. Uh, shout out to, to Jeffrey Hunter, who played Martin Polly, who was kind of like the the Robin to John Wayne's Batman in that movie. Uh, it's quite the little detective story. They go about trying to find uh, the sole survivor of their family uh, who has been lost to the wilderness of the Wild West. One of the best shot movies of the 50s. It's got a lot of wide-angle shots that you see in future movies like Star Wars. Um, it's just a classic Western. Definitely worth seeing if you've never seen it. Yeah, those are good choices. Uh, my three would be Back to the Future. I, just, I love Michael J. Fox. He's the guy. Yes. Canadian, Canadian yeah. legend. Um, Star Wars A New Hope, because I I, I, I have the poster on my, the wall in my room. Um, yeah. It was my favorite Star Wars movie when I was a kid until I started appreciating just how good Empire is. And then Enemy at the Gates, great movie. Jude Law. Good old sniper battle. Rachel Weiss. Forgot about that movie. Rachel Weiss. Was, yeah. Like she was the best part about the Mummy. <laughs> that was a huge movie in two thousand one. Yeah. I remember that was a huge movie. And Hit the Gates was great. Yeah. I, I I didn't watch it till years later because I was eight in mm-hmm. in, in two thousand one and it was a, a gory war movie. But just 
anything to deal with um like snipers i find so fascinating i'm, I'm not a gun person i don't shoot guns i don't own guns but i, I like guns like sharp shooting <laughs> sharp shooting is really cool yeah like people who are that deadly accurate like anybody can spare mm-hmm. an assault rifle but guys who have like a bolt action sniper rifle mm-hmm. badass yeah for someone who doesn't like guns it sure sounds like you hate them yeah Wow. Um, for me, my three again, all comedies. I love the comedies. Like, I like war movies too. Like, Full Metal Jacket's one of my all time oh, favorites yeah. too. I love Full Metal Jacket. But uh, Dumb and Dumber, uh, I actually took it out for Home Alone last minute because I forgot about Home Alone. I just love Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. But Dumb and Dumber, it's just so good. Uh, basketball. It was made by the South Park guys. Nice. And it it's so underrated. It's so immature and so wild. But there are some parts in that movie that are gold. And I think probably the most underrated movie of all time is Office Space. Yeah, Office Space with Mike Judge. It's oh man, is that a good movie? And like that, why is there paper jam when there is no paper jam? <laughs> and, and like just oh, yeah, Naeen and Ajad. Why is my name so hard to pronounce? Naeen and Ajad. But Office <laughs> Space is great. Um, those are my honorable mentions. I got nothing but comedy. I love the comedies. I like how we're all a little different, you know. Yep. Like, um, but again, yeah, I got too many comedies in there. I, like to I don't laugh. think there's anything wrong with that, no, though. Office Space's universal appeal because everybody, almost everybody, has worked in an office at one point, and everybody has a Lumberg or has had a Lumberg in their life, and everybody's also, you know, been the Peter uh, and maybe sometimes even felt like the Milton. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's got that universal appeal. It's probably, out of all the movies you have on your list, I think it's the one that's probably the most relatable. Um, and that, I'm not saying that as like some sort of haughty commentary. It's just office space is a classic film, even though it's only 25 years old. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, that was a good chat about movies there, gents. Um, next week, we'll get back to baseball talk, uh, talk about the playoffs a little bit more. It's going to be a tight playoff race, but it's always good just taking a break from the old sports talk. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, make sure you give us a follow at BFMD Podcast, whatever you're listening. Uh, Anchor, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Thanks a bunch. We appreciate it. Um, and again, let us know what your favorite movies are in the comments section or whatever. We like to hear what you guys think. Uh, for Justin, for Patrick, my name's Clayton. Um, we're going with Still Dre for the extra music because yeah. ever since we started talking about Training Day, <laughs> I haven't gotten that song out of my head. Plus, it's <laughs> an awesome song. Um, see you later. We'll talk to you next week. I'm still fucking with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg and D.R.A. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? Still. Still doing that shit, Andre? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Check me out. It's still Trey Day, nigga. AK, nigga. Though I've grown a lot, can't keep it home a lot. Cause when I frequent the spots that I'm known to rock, you hear the bass from the truck when I'm on the block. Ladies, they pay homage, but haters say Trey fell off. Pow, nigga, my last album was The Chronic. They wanna know if he still got it. They say raps change. They wanna know how I feel about it. You ain't up on things. Dr. Dre is the name, I'm ahead of my game. Still puffin' my leaf, still fuckin' the beats. Still not loving police. Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease. Still got love for the streets, repping 213. Still the beat bang, still doing my thing. Since I left, ain't too much change. Still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DR. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets.
Peace. It's the DR. the last time you heard from me. I lost some friends. Well, hell.